Hello, hello. Welcome to Yay for Growth. I'm your host, Savannah Zipak, and this is a podcast where we have really deep conversations. So get comfortable, take a deep breath, check in with yourself, and let's get started. just a little trigger warning before I start the episode. Um, Somewhere about 10 minutes in, I start talking about eating disorders. So that's just a little trigger warning um, if you are sensitive to those topics. I do mention it again before I start talking about it in the episode. So if you want to listen up until that point, feel free. And I hope that you find this to be helpful for you. Enjoy! Hello, everybody. Hi. Oh my gosh, it is so good to be back with my microphone right now. I am so happy. Wow. I didn't, it literally feels like it's been like a month, but it's only been like maybe like a week and a week and a half, right? Like a week and a half, yeah. So, you know, life's kind of just been a little bit crazy lately. I do a lot of, like, art and stuff on the side. Like, I'm a chemist. <laughs> this is my resume. I am a scientist by trade, right? That's what I went to school for. I am an artist at heart. So, I do art on the side. I do photography. So, sometimes I have portraits or weddings or whatever. So, I do that, right? Cool. And then I'm also a podcast host. Look at me go. Mental health advocate. Woohoo. It's a great resume. You guys should all be my friend. I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you are my friend because I I don't think I've reached a lot of people. Like, people I don't know yet, right? Mostly people I know listen to the podcast. That's kind of where we're at right now. It's okay, though. You know why? Because I do this for fun. I do it as another creative outlet. I do it as another form of expression. I don't do it for listeners. I don't do it for anything else external. You know what I mean? Like, I do it for me and for those who I know will appreciate it. I don't care how many people that is. It can be 10 people my entire life that listen to this podcast. I will be absolutely fine with that because I know those 10 people probably will have gotten something out of it. So, we're here. Anyways, it has been quite a crazy time. I was, you know, I had a wedding to photograph for one of my um, two close friends. So, that was a lot of fun. So, I was preparing for that. I was busy. I was super, super anxious. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I'm just going to say, like, man, I didn't want to share this. But I think it's appropriate, you know. I was in the hospital. I'm okay. It was for severe dehydration and um, a really bad panic attack. So I was there last week and it sucked. I was very like incoherent and dizzy and panicking nonstop, terrible chest pains. Just it was a bad time. So I went to the emergency room at the hospital one of my siblings works at. So that was the best thing I could have done for myself. They took care of me, hydrated me, diagnosed me with dehydration, and, you know, just really, that's that's what I needed. You can probably 
sense i'm a little nervous talking about this because i was like should i share it on the podcast should i not but honestly i just think it's something that we have to discuss so sometimes you know i think people 100 percent see all the work that i do on myself um i go to therapy i work really hard every day to use a lot of my self-care methods like journaling and taking my medication and meditating and um, all kinds of things that I really try to do. I go to the gym. I like to stay active even if I'm not at the gym. Like I'll go on walks. I'll hike. I'll do yoga, whatever. There's so much that I really try to do to take care of myself and pretty much just not only to show up for myself but to soothe my anxiety, right? But I think... And I'm going to be honest, I'm just winging it here. This is a super open conversation. I don't have any notes for this one. Um, But yeah, I mean, I can do all that stuff. But sometimes the anxiety is just there, man. (laughs) Like, my brain just won't stop. Even if I'm taking my medication. Like, there will be times it's just on fucking fire. And it doesn't stop. And it keeps going. And that's usually around transitions in my life. That's usually when I just have a lot coming up, like deadlines or things like that. And it especially comes up when I have social functions. So fun fact about me, which people like don't always know because people who have met me now, like within the past, I would say like five years of my life, think that I I don't, you know, have social anxiety because I'm super personable, I'm super outgoing, um, and I can just chit-chat with anybody pretty much, and like, you know, I'm just very, very personable, and friendly, outgoing, and when I'm around people I feel comfortable with, you know, I can be loud, I can be whatever, (laughs) but my social anxiety gets really bad, um, yeah, it's, anyone with social anxiety listening (laughs) would understand, um, I just, literally can overthink and dread interactions that haven't even happened yet everything as small as like you know the eye contact I'm gonna make with someone when I walk in the door like I'm I'm not even kidding um how I open the door how people see me open the door um yeah I'm just getting a little nervous talking about it but you know these are things I constantly try to work on and I think it's easy like when you have anxiety and panic disorder to um, just, it's like you can take care of yourself, but you just sometimes don't realize how much it might be escalating and you're, like, pacifying it. You're not really engaging in it, so it can just be a little bit tricky sometimes. Um, yeah, social anxiety is very real, so I just think, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into my personal analysis of why I ended up in the hospital, but, Long story short, just know, like, if you're going through a, a wave with your anxiety or depression or whatever it is that you struggle with, you know what happens. We're not perfect all the time. We're not all 100% all the time. And if we have a lot going on in our lives, it can be really easy for those things to subconsciously build up. And we don't even realize it's happening because we think we're doing, you know, we're doing all the external things. We don't think there's anything internal <laughs> or we're just trying to calm ourselves and, it just builds up on its own, you know, so you just have to be patient with yourself. You have to hold compassion for yourself and give yourself time to reflect on those feelings and give yourself the space to grow within them and feel the discomfort 
I think for me, I just, yeah, I had a lot of social anxiety going on. Um, I was just really nervous to, like, shoot that. God, you guys probably heard that. My fucking neighbors, every, they're downstairs, and every single time they, like, put their, uh, like, toilet seat up or something, I hear, I hear it. It, like, the sound goes up to my apartment and shakes my fucking floor. Whatever. Sorry I'm cursing so much. Really sorry about that. But honestly, I'm not because it's just how I talk, okay? But yeah, I mean, you could just, you gotta be patient with yourself. Like, when I actually put on paper everything that I've been going through over the past two weeks, it hasn't been great. Like, I'm your podcast host, I'm here, I'm telling you guys things I have been through, what I have learned, and what I can teach you from that, but I am still learning. I am still learning, my dears. I, it's not perfect, and I'm honestly, I'm content, I'm at a point in my life where I'm extremely content with who I am, but I am not content with my life circumstances. Um, I'm not happy, and, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to voice that. Um, and I think it's like I keep, I keep trying to convince myself I'm happy right now, but I'm not. And it wasn't until after I was in the hospital and I was literally, my mom was like, so tell me what's been up. And I didn't stop talking to her. Like I didn't even, she didn't even get a word in. I didn't stop talking for like an hour. Cause I was like, well, this is what's new, blah, blah, blah. This is what's happening and blah, 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 blah. Like I just told her so many things and she was like, Savannah, no wonder you're like, stressed and panicking like you have all of the stuff she's like it's a lot on a person and you know I just think we all have these periods so you know what I'm doing to get through it is taking care of myself and taking time to like really come to terms with how I've been feeling and what I can do to change my situation what I like to do a lot um that I can share with you guys is I really like you know doing what I can control versus what I can't control lists. And this I learned from my therapist. Like, all right, like this is a situation, but like what can we actually control here and what can't we control here? And you kind of get a lot of relief in that. Even if it sucks that there's something you want to control that you can't, like you're just like, oh, well, I can at least control these things, right? And then this is not my responsibility anymore. Like I can take this off of my shoulders. This I can't control. I find so much relief in doing those lists. You can do this in your journal. You can do it in your phone, in the notes app, or anything like that. I highly recommend it if you're in a period of feeling overwhelmed by a bunch of things. Um, And yeah, I think the other thing I kind of just wanted to touch on uh, before I do, trigger warning, I'm going to talk about eating disorders. Um, When I'm really anxious and stressed... It's really easy for me to ignore my hunger cues and I start to fall a little bit back into um, some destructive habits with eating. Now, this has gotten better over the years. I am a little bit better at doing this, especially now um, than I used to be, but apparently, you know, I still haven't reached that perfect state of being, which none of us will reach, but somehow we still think we will you know, where that doesn't happen. And I was really hard on myself for it at first um, because I was like, damn, like, girl, you put yourself in the hospital. Like, you were so stressed that you did not eat 
and you did not drink for like a week straight <laughs> and it's weird because like I was drinking water but when I think about it my diet consists of a lot of fruit and vegetables I I'm a very nutritious eater I am so passionate about just like feeling my body well and um or I shouldn't say well but nutritiously you know I, I want to feel it it's my home and a lot of fruit and vegetables have water in it so I get a lot of my hydration from what I eat and what I drink and stuff like that so anyways I was like damn girl you put yourself in the hospital <laughs> why does that sound like I'm saying a pickup line right now damn girl you put yourself in the hospital why don't you put me in the hospital or I'll be your nurse <laughs> fuck boy central god we just can't get rid of them honestly honestly i wonder what it'd be like like even a fuck boy for president 2020 would still be better than this stupid election i'm not even kidding fuck boys 2020 let's go with vice president savannah i'm telling you guys i'm telling you but anyways, I was super hard on myself. And then I kind of just realized, like, dude, this is what I trained my brain to do. Eating disorders are something that, like, you literally teach. Like, you might learn the habits and stuff from someone else. But it's just like anything else. The more and more you you do a certain action stemming from a certain thought or feeling, like, every time you do that, you are literally training yourself to do that you're conditioning yourself right so what I kind of realized is I was like shit like for so many years I conditioned myself to function this way I conditioned myself that when times are like this this is what I do and so I can't blame myself for it needing to take like you know if I was training my brain to do that for literally like 10 years now it's not gonna take a year just to like unlearn that and then condition myself to do healthier habits like it's gonna take my lifetime probably it's gonna get easier. I know it will. I'm gonna, I'm staying committed to it for sure. But honestly, guys, like we train our brains to do things, and those are our coping mechanisms for times of stress, even happiness, times of whatever, you know, like people who self sabotage. I mean, that's, it's, it's a similar thing, right? Like you can be happy, things are going well, you self sabotage because, like, you know, you're just like, what is this? My nervous system needs to be heightened right now, you know? Like, it, calm is not okay. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really ever self-sabotaged that much. Like, I haven't really actually struggled with that that much. Um, because I always was the type of person, like, I don't want to regret any of my decisions. So even though it's, like, tempting to self-sabotage, like, tempting as hell, the only way I actually self-sabotage ends up being with my eating disorder. Like, that is the one thing I will always be lenient with myself on. I'm just like, ah, it's, it's, it's no big deal if you just, like, don't eat a real lunch today. It's fine. And then I, like, I'm like, no, that's so fucking, no. Like, that makes no sense. Um, but yeah, we conditioned our brain to do these things and it's like so crazy to expect ourselves to unlearn them <laughs> so quickly. It's, it's just crazy. So what, after, you know, this whole experience that I've been through the past week, I don't know, I think I just learned a lot more about myself. Even while it was happening, I told myself, like when I journaled the next day, I was like, I know I'm supposed to be learning something from this. I know that this time of my life, like, me actually going to the hospital, you know, I don't go to the fucking hospital if I don't need to go to the hospital. I'm not that kind of person. And, 
nothing against people who do and find comfort in hospitals, but it's like, you know, if I can go to my doctor, I'm going to just go to my doctor. Or if I, I can fix it myself, I'll just, like, cure myself. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm a chemist. God damn, I can make myself medicine. Just kidding. No, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't worry. I still got my medicine prescribed to me by my doctor. I'm not crazy. So, um, what were we talking about? Yeah, so uh, when times like this happen, where our bodies force us to stop, our bodies force us to slow down because we are not taking care of them in our minds. Mind is a powerful thing. Even though I might have been hydrating and eating a little bit here and there, my mind was like, nope, girl, we gotta shut down. We gotta shut it down. And that's exactly what it did to my body. So that I can have a minute to rest, to process, to hydrate, to feel myself, etc., etc. Like, our bodies know what we're going through, even before we do. They know what we need. And it might come across as a scary symptom or something like that, but I think it's important to honor it. And to be like, oh shit, my body is really trying to tell me something here. So I kind of just am taking it as that. Like, I knew there was something to learn here. And that something to learn is, like, I don't even, I don't even know where I was going with that, to be honest. Oh, I had, I had a lesson. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a lesson that I learned. <laughs> no, I was journaling the next day after I got out of the hospital. I was like, I know this is, this is something I'm supposed to be learning. And through this, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what I, you know, um, need to do. <laughs> like, not ignore my hunger cues. I need to not necessarily believe everything that my mind is telling me is true. Because what happened is I was stressed and anxious. That kills my appetite. I don't eat. And then I get comfortable not eating. Honestly, I get comfortable with it. And that's why I said trigger warning before I started talking about this. Because, you know, if this is... I I wouldn't want to bring somebody back into a certain space um, that they have been out of for a while. But for me, I'm comfortable going here right now. Like, being vulnerable and honest. Like, some... That's that's the dichotomy of eating disorders. It's like, you know it's bad for you to not eat or to eat too much. You know it's not good for you. You know your body's going to shut down. But the satisfaction of not doing that, like literally making those decisions, gives you some kind of dopamine rush, some kind of satisfaction. You know, something is released where it's like, yes, I am accomplishing something here. And it's just wild. But through this whole thing, I kind of just learned, like, I really just need to, like, take care of myself and try to just be patient with how long it's going to take me to unlearn these coping mechanisms, you know? So that's kind of my life update. That's my little rant there. Um... I really miss talking to all of you guys. I miss this so much. This was so much fun. I think I'm going to end this with a poem. Uh, you know, so you get like a little twofer, like a little rant and a little little poem. I hope that you're all taking care of yourselves. Um, the election is coming closer and I know that gives a lot of people anxiety. And yeah, I have been holding off submitting my ballot. And it's not that I'm not okay with my decision. It's and that I don't want to vote. I'm excited to vote and submit it, but 
I don't know, there's just something in the air about this election, and I can't put my finger on it, but it's just resistant. Resistant is 100% the right word. But I ask you all to please hold space for yourself over the next few weeks while all of these world events are going on. Whatever the outcome, just know that you still have the power to control you. You cannot control the collective. You cannot control the collective. You never could control the collective. You can't control anyone else or what happens. You can only control yourself. So please just try to focus on that and enjoy the po- little, little poem ge- I'm going to read you. This poem is called A Cup of Coffee and it is again another poem about love and heartbreak. Um, but you know, that's where a lot of my feel for poetry comes in. So I hope you all, I hope you really like it. It's a shorter one. And I wrote this during my poetry workshop this summer with uh, Sierra de Mulder. So it was a really great time. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have for you guys. Uh, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, you can at the dot sacred space. And if you have any ideas for the podcast, feel free to shoot me a DM or fill out the podcast form. And if you want to support the podcast, the link is in the um, podcast description to support me financially. Never expected. Always appreciate it. Namaste, my friends, and have a great rest of your week. As I stare at the mug on my desk, the caffeine molecule in all of its glory, it takes me back to when I tried to teach you. My eyes beamed with passion. For each bond and benzene ring, the pushing of electrons I said is how these reactions occur. And then I realized you were staring at the wall, not me. I didn't expect your brain to work like mine for us to be the same, but somehow I think if they had paralleled even the slightest, we might still be in the same place. And now you're hiking every mountain known to man, showing the world how much you love her, yet here I am still writing about you, returning to this place of what could have been, arriving at all of our adventures, alone. Staring at an empty mug, an empty molecule, an empty dream, who will fill me up? And remember, with each wave that comes, you have an opportunity to learn so much more about yourself. You are not less than for experiencing waves. No, you are still the ocean. You are still the ocean. Namaste.